0: How's it going, everyone? This is Dr. Chris Van Teel here with another episode of the Odyssey Performance Podcast. Today, I am joined by Director of Coaching and College Recruitment Director Ryan Henkel from Real Colorado Edge. And we're going to be chatting a little bit about how recruitment looks a little bit different this year, but how their program and their club is making sure that all of their athletes on both the boys and girls side are most prepared for whatever opportunities are available. So how's it going, Ryan?
1: Great, Dr. Chris. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, welcome. Excited to chat with you today on, on, the, on the recruiting process.
0: Yeah, of course. So let's start with you guys just got to be able to start training again. How long ago as a club? Uh, we've been, we, we got back out uh, right before uh,
1: June, right around June 2nd, 1st or 2nd week of June. Okay. Actually we there. Uh, and then, you know, just a, that was a reintroduction to, if you will, uh, just players recognizing what that the actual soccer still exists with their <laughs> teammates, uh, so it was really exciting to to see that uh, you know that was your first phase where you know six feet apart and 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 really just letting them see soccer uh, and then a couple of weeks after that uh, we we they were able to have contact again per you know you know your your county guidelines and the government guidelines and Um, And then we had tryouts and uh, we've been training uh, uh, since, uh, you know, again, in controlled pods and
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: and environments that keep our kids safe and and so we can have contact trace as well. So, Um, but it's been great just to, we wanted the kids to see that soccer exists and that they can really enjoy it again. And and, uh, it's just, everybody's been thankful.
0: Right. Are are there any, is the schedule up? Are there leagues? Do they know when there's going to be tournaments again? Any of that stuff? Yeah, so uh,
1: the first round of tournaments they uh, had they had to, to pull them because they were in counties that didn't allow the right uh, number of, of people to to field ratios. Yeah, uh, the first set of events that are allowed to happen actually kick off this Thursday. Okay. Uh, one for Collins, one in uh, in Denver. So very excited for the kids. Uh, you know the you know it's it's amazing. Families are sad because uh, you know parents for the most part aren't allowed to be on the fields. Yeah, uh, um, because of the the ratio of, of people uh, per field. But I think everybody's excited that their players are out playing. So we have video, we're going to be taping games, and then they get to watch. But uh, you know, everybody is taking the precaution to make sure the kids get a chance to play. Yeah, you know, their their mental and, and, and physical well being. And so everybody's excited. about. It. So this is the first weekend, actually, coming <laughs> up. very excited. We're very excited.
0: Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, so how are the kids doing with being back? Did you feel like with everything that was happening, motivation levels changed or anything like that? Or has everyone picked up where they left off or are people even ahead of the game because they spent more time on focusing on their individual skills while they had all the time alone for those couple months?
1: I think you see a mixture as far as everybody being back. Uh, you see some players that, you know, took separation season to a different level. Um, and then you see some players that, that maybe didn't. And that's a, that, that everybody deals with these things differently and, and, Again, to your first the initial point, is uh, how are people dealing with it? They're doing it like, un- unbelievably. They're so excited to see their teammates. Uh, you know, it's unbelievably. They're excited to see their coaches. Uh, and, and, but it's again, it's, it's very excited. Everybody's just excited to be on the field again.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Great. And there's no men's soccer for high school this year in the area. Correct. But, or they're pushing to the spring, right? So spring for, will be men's and women's for the first time. First time that I
1: know of in the state, yes.
0: Yeah, so where I, back in Virginia, that's how it always was, uh, where I grew up. So it was always the same season, everyone's trying to share field space and all that stuff. So this this seems normal to me.
1: And I was in Connecticut, and it was all fall, and then spring was cold. So, yeah, so it's this was new to me when I moved out here. So, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. So do you – obviously recruitment looks differently because without the exposure some kids get from playing at the high school level um, – and having even the club season throughout the summer, everything looks different as far as the recruitment side of things. So what does that look like from being director of trying to get your kids exposed? Because that's, that's really all it is. I mean, there's good players all over the country. Whoever gets the most exposure gets the most opportunities. So how can you, how are you guys making sure that your players are getting that?
1: Yeah. So we've always, uh, we've always told our players, the process is about uh, getting recruited, not being recruited. In other words, yeah, Back when you and I were younger, we'd show up to a field, college coaches are all there, and we're being recruited. And, and so even before the pandemic, uh, our players were taught that uh, your job is to get recruited, put the work in, to email, and get coaches out to see you play at showcases. Yeah. Well, now the focus has switched to the getting recruited part is you put together training videos, you, you, you put together highlight videos, Uh, And so those emails now, instead of trying to get them to a a showcase event is to actually get them to keep you in mind as you get ready for when they're allowed to be back in contact with players to their ID camps um, or as many showcases as we can when we're back on board. So we're still in the same mindset of getting recruited uh, and, and the work just shifts to creating the videos, creating the emails, constant and uh, you know, communication with coaches to to let them know that they're around while others may not be doing that and viewing this as an opportunity. Um, yeah. and so we just switch that mindset to um, when we're back out, hopefully uh, the video has drawn them in for the ID camp. So again, most, I, I'd say, I don't know the actual stat, but almost every player I've ever had, their, fin- their final um, commitment piece came from the ID camp on the campus of the school that they're going to attend. Mm-hmm. So...
0: And are, do you know if ID camps are still happening around or are they doing them in the smaller groups or what's that look like for the players that you've been able to be in that kind of final phase with? They
1: are. D1 uh, is, is in a different level. They, they have no contact still. Uh, D2, D3 was opened up on the 31st of last month. Okay. And so they actually have had a couple of ID camps a few of our players have already been to. Great. Uh, so D2, D3, the NAA still have contact opportunity. Um, so hopefully uh, at the end of this month, unless they extend the dead period, um, mm-hmm. for contact, hopefully D1 coaches can get out and see, especially now that they don't have seasons, you know, yeah. they're assuming they're going to spend a lot of their time recruiting now because in the spring is when they're now going to have their season. So, you know, we're assuming that switch is going to happen as well.
0: Yeah. And have you heard anything on whether there be number of scholarships that, uh, athletes or the programs have, or even. Allowing an extra year of eligibility, which is going to obviously affect incoming players, what that looks like yet?
1: It varies by school. Yeah. Some schools, yeah. uh yeah, and it depends on the class size they already have. Yeah, some schools have, you know, nine new 2021s coming in, or or they just had six 2020s. And so now they're they're just not looking, you know. Yeah. But that there is a gray zone that that again, every coach is a different answer. Some, you know, they're pushing. The scholarships back, and they're they're hopefully getting that that gray shirt instead of the red shirt that, mm-hmm. that allows them that extra year of eligibility because they didn't okay. get to play. Yeah. But for the most part, um, it just really still comes down to what did the classes look like prior or uh, upcoming, and so are there opportunities? And uh, I think that's that doesn't change because of the pandemic. That's normal for for every year of school. So
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Now, do you guys have? other players approaching your club because of the high school season being so up in the air for the fall pushed and the spring is who knows what's going to happen by then, but are players asking different questions of you guys? Are you guys having new players from some local high schools looking for more exposure um, coming to your club or is everyone just kind of staying put with their club that you know of?
1: Again, a variance. I mean, we, we, we believe we, uh, we've worked hard to become the destination uh, and, over the last few years, we've seen that in our older our older kids, and there are a lot of clubs out there that are also a destination. But we feel strongly we are one. Uh, yeah. We had we had actually a very strong turnout uh, come our tryouts, uh, and right. added some wonderful players into our club. So uh, and they they did it because we do get our kids uh, the exposure to the college level, and but also care for every level within our club. Right. Um, And we see players getting committed at all levels, not just in in our top-level teams, but our second and third-level teams, and we're proud of that. Uh, So every level of college. um, And then because of the high school boys being uh, moved to spring uh, for for that, you know, we just had our kick rounds, and they're starting to build teams, and there's an incredible interest in those teams as well. Uh, And so we're very – I mean, so because we become the destination, you know, as far as – caring for players and, and getting them exposure and, and making yeah. sure every player is on. We, we, we've seen actually an influx in players in those
0: ages. So that's great. Yeah. That's great. So you have, you are doing director of coaching for U11 through U19. Correct. How many teams does each age group have with your club? As you would
1: expect, uh, you know, a large number at your younger ages, you know, five, yeah. six, depending, uh, you know, again, we're a, we're a smaller local town. Uh, versus some of the bigger clubs that that service, you know, Denver Metro or yeah. or places. But you know, five, six, you know, teams at the younger ages, and then you know, as you get to the high school age, you you know, three or four teams would be a good number in age group, and and usually four would be a, a number that we would very be proud of, and three is mm-hmm. your general. Um, but uh, we we we're, we're proud that that changed from when I first came to the club. Uh, and, and most of us did, that it changed from where you'd come in and there might be one or two teams, boys yeah. and And so now, wow. you know, we see a pretty strong number uh, and the teams are competitive and the players are all getting their opportunities to be recruited, which is, or to get recruited, not be recruited. But, um, so it's been yeah. a good,
0: really good. And so do you think the tournaments that do start to pick up and what's allowed is going to be more focused on competitive teams or do you think there's going to still be playing opportunities for some of the teams that are players that are good, but they just want to play kind of through their way through high school and then call it there and aren't necessarily looking for all that exposure.
1: That's the beauty of of all the teams Uh, we have. And, you know, and we have one, we have a couple teams in our team, in our club that are very special. We have players that are already committed to, for example, your local DU, which is a a very strong uh, D1 program for women and men. Um, and we, we have commitments there, uh, just as an example. Um, mm-hmm. and in that same team, you have players that they just want this unbelievable club experience. They want to yeah. travel the country and play the best of the best, win some regional titles, some national titles, and then they want to go uh, and matriculate at a university and, and have a great experience that way. And, and so we don't, there, there really isn't a difference for us as a club, and okay, cool. I, I don't think there is for the players either. So
0: Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Are there going to be any <clears throat> look? Or i me see there's a tournament in Denver this weekend and Fort Collins this weekend. Are you guys going to be hosting anything up there um, at your home fields?
1: Yeah, so last weekend we actually just had an inner club uh, scrimmage series where we, again, monitored very closely. We had to yeah. you know, spread all over the place to make sure that, uh, you know, we had the right player to, to, to pod ratio, if you will. And, yeah. Um, so we did that last week. It was, it was fantastic. You know, parents were able to come out and see their kiddos play. You know, obviously following all the the guidelines of the county and the town, and yeah, but that was just so great. It was we were on the fields from eight a.m. till six p.m. each each day, Saturday, Sunday, and every one of our teams was out there just having to, having a good time playing. And so that was the first one. um We've had some other clubs come in, and, and we've we've played them again under the guidelines here, and uh, yeah. some of our, our teams have also gone out of club and gone and played in other counties. Okay, uh, so so we've we've. It hasn't been par for the course, but it's been. uh, (laughs) Kids have been playing soccer, and uh, we're getting used to the new world, right? So
0: yeah, it was actually good. So I actually drove past the fields, and I yeah, there's a ton of people out there, but everyone was very spaced out, and it was kind of this. It was great to see something going on again because even just for people passing by, it looked like a normal Saturday in the summer um, when I drove past. At least it was kind of a oh, there's here's a giant park, and there's soccer teams on every single field. But yeah, just watching, seeing the parents kind of like dotted around all the different areas, and some just sitting on top of their cars. Um, it was it was good to see again everyone out there for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm sure for their mental health. And yeah. their, I think they're just. I think everybody's just so relieved. Uh, mm-hmm. And yet, you know, our world's around us is still kind of a little nutty. But again, <laughs> seeing that there's some normalcy there, and it, it makes you realize that life will continue.
0: So, yeah. yeah. And how's the conditioning of the players been? Are they did a lot of players get conditioning? Or are they getting back into it? Or do you feel like they work on a lot of foot skill, but not quite the condition? You can't get game conditioning unless you're playing games, right? I mean, no matter how much you go running, you can run every single day. We used to do Hills growing up where I was, and then you'd still have kids getting tired as soon as they got in the game. Um, so how's that integrating that into a safe and on a physical aspect, getting back into tournaments and games and things like that.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. It, yeah. Again, some players look like they've been running marathons for the last five months, and some players look like maybe uh, they they have not been doing the same same thing. Maybe on a treadmill, you know, walking. But uh, again, it, 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 all joking aside, yeah. there's always a, an amazing amount of effort to bring these kids back into to game mm-hmm. fitness, and it, it's it's being careful. You can't just jump in and play three games in a weekend like you used to. And uh, right. Yeah. You know, you know we've we've tried to dot and, and and move some scrimmages around to make sure that you know we slowly build up to game fitness and and I feel like after watching this weekend uh that we're still behind that, but I think that's <laughs> I think that's par for every club right now, so
0: yeah, yeah everyone's on that's the interesting thing about this pandemic right I mean in some regions you have snow that keeps people from being on a train sometimes it's too hot. this is something that's affecting everybody for the first time at the same time
1: yeah, do you think every-
0: the Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's different rules. If you drive five miles down the road, there's different number of people you're allowed to have in a group. Um, Do you think the virtual kind of group training sessions and virtual aspect of individual training is going to continue with this as things move forward? Do you think now everything's going to move right back into more similar how it was before where it's okay. You have practice and training with your club and your team um, three, four nights a week, whatever it is, but not so much individualized as it was in the beginning of the pandemic?
1: That's a great question as well. I, I found that learning that Zoom existed, something I didn't even know existed prior, uh, yeah. not, to, not to sound uh, you know, uneducated, but uh, finding out that you can have these, these great meetings where families, where players can pop on at 8 p.m. and you can run through a little tactical session on a computer, forget the tactical stuff, the tacticals and, and go and watch video I think that's no. something you can add now into what you're doing instead of everybody has to drive in to, to meet. We can just do this. You know, you and I are having a meeting right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I personally, I wouldn't have known about that, um, you know, five months ago. So, so I think that, I think it's going to add in. You know, I had my team meetings on zoom instead of yeah. in person and chatting and is it less personal? Well, it probably is. I think I think that this integrates somehow. Not a lot, though. I prefer to be out with the players as, I yeah. prefer to be out with their teammates, right? So, um, but I think there's going to be some uses for what we've learned in this pandemic for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be interesting moving forward to see which clubs take that to heart and actually try to utilize the things that have been learned during the pandemic, and which ones try to kind of erase the pandemic from their memory, um, which I think a lot of people are going to do just as soon as they can. Things can be normal, they're gonna say, "Okay, we didn't learn anything." We're back to the old ways. But you're right. I mean, there's even from a injury prevention standpoint, which is what I, a lot of what I do. There's so much you can do via video and just walking through a video with somebody too, which you can do through these uh, different technological means, um, just to make sure that when players are playing again, they they understand where their weaknesses were and they can get two or three things that can really help out. So when they have time to train or where they are with their squad they can go right into it. You don't spend the first 15 or 20 minutes of practice going through something with one person and taking them away from the team or ignoring it because they don't get a chance. That's a great point. So, well, awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about the college aspect and what your club's doing and everything like that. Um, Is there anything, any other new programs you guys are doing um, or setting up or anything new you want everyone to know about?
1: No, I mean, I just, I I think that, uh, you know, for us, you know, not, not, not plugging in a, you know any kind of a, you know, a marketing tool, but you know I, I think that we we've shown through the pandemic that we care a ton about our kids. We put a ton of work in, yeah, and, and I think it shows our our our, our memberships grateful. Uh, our our numbers you know look look amazing given what we just went through, and you know mm-hmm. I hope uh, people know that that we care, and I feel that hopefully our club is somebody that they can find as their home at some point too.
0: Yeah, for sure. And how would people get? in contact with you if they want to hear more or just talk to you about what the options are for them or their player.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can, you can email me anytime at Ryan H at net um, If you're a, a female player uh, in the area and if uh, you're looking to play on the boys side, James R at net James Rooks is the boys director. Okay. Awesome. And uh, yeah, we, we will point you in the right direction. Uh, if you do reach out.
0: So. Great. Well, uh, I appreciate that, Ryan, and really appreciate you coming on today and taking time out of your busy day of Zoom meetings and everything. Um, trying to make sure everyone stays organized over there. Um appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. And if everybody has any questions, obviously you know how to get in contact with me. You can email me at info at odysseyperformancept.com. I'm also on Instagram at odysseyperformancept. And until next time, guys.